I'll let you in on a little secret. Reaching your revenue goal won't change your life, but hitting your profit goal, that absolutely will. If you want to build a life-first business this year, you need to create more margin, both in your finances and in your schedule. If you're ready to double down on profit-generating strategies that actually work so you can work four-day weeks, go on real vacations, or even take the summers off, you won't want to miss this. In my free masterclass, Double Your Profit While Working Less, you'll learn exactly how to set your business up to scale so you can give yourself a raise, create a clear plan for how to work that dream schedule, and step into your CEO era, the one where you and your business aren't just surviving, but thriving. You can grab this free masterclass at www.jadeboyd.co backslash double your profit masterclass or go to the link in the show notes. Now back to the show. I do want to give a disclaimer before we get into the episode. I recorded this episode in a new location in my house and the audio was challenging. So this is definitely a lower quality audio than you can expect from this podcast, but the information in this episode is super valuable and I believe in progress over perfection. So I still wanted to share this episode with you all and know that the audio won't sound like this for any future episodes because I will never record a podcast in that same location again. Thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you get value from this episode. Welcome to the Jade Boyd Podcast, a podcast about redefining productivity for the modern woman in business. I'm your host, Jade Boyd. As a business coach, I help overwhelmed business owners simplify and scale their service-based businesses with smart marketing strategies and seamless systems. On this podcast, we talk about all things marketing and productivity. If you're ready to strategically grow your business, ditch the busy work, and make space for what really matters, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Jade Boyd Podcast. to the point in your day or your week where you were receiving way too many emails, you're fielding client requests, you're dealing with small emergencies that are popping up and you're not getting anything done. So your to-do list is just piling up and there's no end in sight. And eventually you just feel so overwhelmed that you can't keep working. That is what this week's episode is all about. The one routine that keeps me productive is the weekly review. So today we're going to talk all about what weekly reviews are, how to do it, and why it matters. But before we jump into all of that, I want to let you know that there is a free guide to doing a weekly review that's linked in the show notes, and I would highly encourage you if you're in a place where you can pause and download that right now to go ahead and do that because everything we talk about in this episode today is going to be checklist in that document to help you go back if you want to do this week after week you'll have that guide to reference along the way without having to listen to the full episode. So let's dive in. Let's talk about what a weekly review is. So I first came across this idea of doing a weekly review when I did a Getting Things Done training. Um, Getting Things Done is a really popular book by David Allen, and he built this whole system around productivity and managing Um, everything that you have going on in your life. He has kind of a really comprehensive system and he also has people who are certified to teach this system. And when I was working as a program coordinator at the University of Iowa, I was able to take that in-person class. I think it was like a full day in-person workshop 
that I took with other University of Iowa employees, and we learned the whole getting things done training. We got the workbooks and the books and additional resources to put it into place. And one small part of that training is a weekly review. And I have evolved weekly reviews to do it my own way. I like a lot of things from the getting things done system, but I feel like implementing the entire system is too much even for me. But I feel like there's a lot of helpful tidbits that people can pick up and make their own. Um, And this weekly review is one of them. So I have continued this habit since I took that training in, it was probably 2015, so seven years ago. And I won't say it's something that I do every week, but when I don't do it in any given week, I really regret it (laughs) like last week. So I'm recording this on a Friday morning and I'm super excited to get to do this today because I am at that point right now where I've signed new clients this week. I have open projects in the air. I'm launching this podcast next week, and I'm here on Friday recording this episode, and I have this one day, Friday, to get all of these things done by the end of the week, and it feels a little bit overwhelming, but I do my weekly reviews on Friday morning because it's a quick checklist that I can go through to kind of assess where everything is at and make clear decisions on what needs to take priority. Because if you're not able to look at everything in the same place, it's really hard to decide what you should and shouldn't be doing. So a weekly review really is just that time set aside at the end of the week to review everything that happened during the week and use that information to make better decisions for the week ahead. And this could be in your personal life or your professional life. I kind of meld the two into one checklist, but if you wanted or needed to separate those, you could absolutely do that. And it's really just this time to check in with yourself and assess what's happening and reflect on where your week is taking you and where you actually want to go and if that's aligned or not. And before we get into the details of this five-step process that I do for my weekly review, I first want to talk a little bit about the benefits of doing a weekly review. So I have four things that I want to talk about in terms of benefits. The first thing is that nothing slips through the cracks. And I think this is the most important thing for me because if I don't do this weekly review, I over the weekend or until I do my next weekly review, I'm constantly thinking about what am I forgetting? Oh no, did I tell somebody I'd do something that I haven't done yet? And my mind just like spins in the background and I'm not able to focus on the things that I actually should be doing. But a weekly review is this systematic way to look at your commitments and make sure that nothing did slip through the cracks, that every meeting you had during that last week, you did follow up on, or every client that's in your queue, there's a next step that's on your calendar. So you're not just falling behind on anything. So number one, nothing slips through the cracks. Two, you're able to turn off work for the weekend. And I do my weekly reviews on Fridays. Some people do them on Sundays or Mondays. It depends on your schedule. But I do mine on Friday morning so that I'm able to assess that week and finish anything that does need to get finished by the end of Friday and shut work off for the weekend. Like I finished what needs to be finished. I know everything is taken care of. I know that the following week I have time to complete everything that needs to happen next week. And then over the weekend, I am checked out except for being addicted to Instagram, which I'm working on. The third benefit of doing a weekly review is that you're able to make sure you're making consistent progress on your goals. One piece of my weekly review checklist is to plan time during the following week to make sure that I have time to set aside to work on my goal tasks. So those are usually tasks that are not urgent and don't get prioritized unless you're intentional about prioritizing them. 
I have my best focus in the morning. So during my weekly review, I will set morning time aside in the following week and decide like, okay, if I'm going to make progress on my goals next week, these are like the three tasks that I need to get done. And I'm going to focus on those first thing in the morning until they're done that week. So it's a check-in to be like, hey, these are my goals. Did I make any progress this last week? But also, how am I going to prioritize my goals next week? And the fourth benefit of weekly reviews that I want to mention is the ability to create meaning in your schedule and in your business and in your life. Just creating meaning in general, because it is a time where you can reflect on your past week and have that check-in, like gut check. Am I actually living my life and running my business the way that I want to be doing it? Or do adjustments need to be made? And it doesn't have to be anything dramatic, like an hour of journaling about what the meaning of life is or anything like that. It's just a quick check-in with yourself to say, hey, this is how I spent my week this week. Do I want to make changes in the future? Or do I feel good about the way that I'm spending my time, the way that I'm investing in my relationships, the way that I'm running my business, the way that I'm serving my clients? the way that I'm investing in my employees. Like, are you doing what you want to be doing in those areas or do you need to change anything? And then it's also that time to sit back and reflect, okay, what what needs to change and how can I start taking steps towards that next week? So those are the main benefits that I get from doing a weekly review. There's a lot more than that. And I think it's individual to every person who does it. But I did want to mention if those are things that you're looking for or feel like, you are struggling to do, this is a great process to start moving towards those goals. So let's dive in to the actual five-step weekly review process that I do and that is detailed in the checklist. Again, you can download this checklist in the show notes if you want to read along or reference this later on. Um, But I'm going to give a quick overview of the process and then we're going to dive in deeper to each of these five steps. So it starts with clearing the clutter, decluttering your digital spaces and your physical spaces and your brain and getting all of those to do's and thoughts in one place cleaned up, delete what's not needed so that you can really look at what's left and prioritize those things. Two, update your calendar. Make sure your calendar is up to date. Anything throughout the week that you wanted to schedule or said you would do is on your calendar. And one thing that I find on my calendar a lot actually is that I add things to my personal calendar instead of the family calendar. And so it's a quick check-in for me to like look at my calendar and change those things too. Third, reflect. Like I said, reflect on what's working in your life and in your business and what's not. Four, organize. So taking that brain dump and this long list of things that you need to do and organizing your projects and tasks in one place or into a system, whatever that looks like for you. And the fifth step is to plan ahead. So building your most important tasks into your upcoming week and making intentional decisions about what you're changing and how you're going to spend your time and what you're going to prioritize during that following week. So let's dive in to step number one, clearing the clutter. Clutter, whether you admit it or like to think it or not, It affects your ability to focus during the week. So having this check-in to really clear out that clutter and give your brain space to think and be creative is super important. And I do this in three steps. So the first thing I do is get my email inbox to zero. 
And it's so funny because at the end of the week, this usually doesn't take me very much time at all. I try to check emails at the end of each day and answer everything that needs to be answered. But I will find by Friday, there are some emails that take me three minutes to answer, but I left it in my inbox and like looked at it every day that week. And that is just, it's so funny because why do we procrastinate on those tasks that only take us three minutes? Usually it's because of an emotional reason or being unclear on what the next step is. But when I do force myself at the end of the week to say like, okay, I have 10 minutes, I need to get this to zero and respond to these emails, it usually doesn't take very long at all. And it makes me feel so good knowing that those emails are taken care of and my inbox is at zero. It is a very good feeling. If you're doing this for the first time, getting your inbox to zero may take a lot longer the first time you do it. But if you're keeping this consistent weekly review habit, it'll be easier and easier to keep on top of that week after week. I also snooze emails with information that I'll need later until the date and time I'll need it. So for example, if I schedule meetings and get those automated Zoom link reminders, I'll either copy and paste the Zoom links into the calendar meetings so I have it there, or I'll snooze the email until the morning of the day when I have that meeting so that it's not just sitting in my inbox. And I don't like saving those emails either. I like deleting them because you only need them one time. So that's another hack. And lastly, I unsubscribe from any news newsletters that I don't actually read. And I try to do that frequently, but I am also a sucker for free downloads. So I tend to have to do it week after week. The second thing I do in terms of clearing the clutter is decluttering my digital spaces. And I have my own checklist that I use in ClickUp of the digital spaces that I want to make sure I clean up by the end of the week. So it's definitely ClickUp because I keep almost everything in ClickUp, but I'll also go through my downloads folder and save any important files and delete the rest. I will delete my trash folder. I will look at any galleries that I delivered that week and make sure that I get rid of the undelivered photos. I will go through Dubsado and make sure that any clients that were booked that week are in the right category and all the clients who are booked, the next step is in the right place and so on and so forth. And in the workbook, I have an area for you to Think about the areas of your life that tend to accumulate clutter during the week and make your own list because it is different for every person. And I list some suggestions in the workbook too of areas that you could put on your own list, but this really is customized to you. Um, Another thing that I do is clear off my desktop. I have a completely blank desktop other than my desktop background has my brand colors listed, like the colors in little Polaroid Um, frames and the text codes for all of them because I do reference those pretty often. So I have nothing on my desktop besides this blank space and my brand colors. And it just makes me feel at peace when I log into my computer. So anyway, you can make a list of whatever that is for you. If you notice areas that are stressing you out or adding to that cluttered focus during the week, add it to the list and clear it out once a week. And the third thing I do in terms of clearing the clutter is a brain dump. So there's lots of things floating around in your head, to-dos, thoughts, should I do this, what if I did this, all of those things. This is a time for you to brain dump those and get them out of your head and onto a piece of paper. And in the workbook, I have a huge list of areas that you could declutter. So different areas of your business, different areas of your personal life, just to like jog your memory and think of some of those things. 
And again, this might look different for you depending on the season of life you're in and what's important to you and what you spend the most of your time on and so on and so forth. So you can create your own brain dump prompt list too. Um, but the categories that I've listed on mine are relationships. So thinking about marriage, potential future kids, birthdays, friends, people I need to see, people I want to serve, networking, community, and we don't have pets, but I added pets to the list because I know that's a priority for a lot of people. Um, there's seasonal activities. So thinking about cleaning routines, places to go, traditions and holidays that you want to make sure that you're prepped for personal projects and tasks, either home or habits, routines, rituals that you're thinking about forming, things you need to organize or plan for, your morning routine, evening routine, transportation, wardrobe and shopping. And that's only three. There's several more. And I won't overwhelm you with the this list of like brain triggers. But it is like a time that I just set a timer for 10 minutes. And I go through this list and kind of read over it pretty quickly because the things that are in my head, I know that I need to write down. And reading through this list just helps me think about where I'm at in certain areas too and write down things that I thought of during the week that I hadn't written down yet and it's just good a good process for getting those things out of your head. After I've cleared out that clutter the next step is to check my calendar and I ask myself four questions these are also listed in the workbook. The first question is is there anything I need to follow up on? So I will look at my calendar from the past week or from the past two weeks if I didn't do my weekly review like last week. So whenever my last weekly review is, I'll check my calendar between last time and this time and see if there's anything that I need to follow up on. So this helps me to be more intentional with relationships, I think. It does help logistically in terms of like, oh, I had a discovery call this week and I forgot to send the proposal that afternoon because things got crazy and I need to do that before the end of the week. So I'll write that down. But also... I'll look back and say like that meeting with that person was very meaningful and I want to make sure that I reach out and thank them and send them a note or send them an email because I oftentimes, and I think this is true of a lot of small business owners, move from thing to thing to thing during the week and don't take the time to think about those things that are really meaningful. But when I'm so focused on getting things done, I don't always think to do things like that, like thank people for their time or let somebody know how meaningful something they said was. So I think it's a good practice to look at my calendar and make sure that I'm taking the time to be intentional about those relationships. Second is my calendar up to date. So I'll look at my calendar for the next like four weeks and just kind of get an eye on what's going on and jog my memory for anything that I know should be on my calendar that's not and add that in there. And like I said, change it from my personal calendar to family calendar. If it's like dinner with friends or something that should be on the family calendar but when I added it it automatically adds to my calendar so that's something I do a lot third question is are there any scheduling issues I should adjust and this is something that doesn't happen super often because I feel like my scheduling processes are kind of automated but if anything does change to my schedule and I notice two meetings are too close together or I really want to make a meeting but another opportunity came up and I want to make adjustments for any reason, this is a check to do that. And hopefully further out, like four weeks out instead of the day before, which is a pet peeve of mine when other people do it and I hate doing that to other people. So it's a good check to see what's coming up and troubleshooting any issues beforehand. And the last question is, what do I need to do to prepare for next week? 
and I'll just take a look at the meetings on my calendar for the following week or if I have photo shoots or client meetings and make sure, especially for those meetings, which are more urgent since they're coming up in the following week, that anything I need to do before those meetings is prioritized on my calendar beforehand. So if I need to send out meeting links or agendas, I don't really send agendas for meetings anymore, but that's something that I did when I was in my full-time role. Anything like that that I need to prep, I'll make sure that I get that done sooner rather than later because those meetings are more urgent. There's also a space in the workbook to kind of brain dump those ideas on paper or add questions that you want to think about for your own calendar too. So you could review like how many times did I go to the gym last week or anything like that that's on your calendar that you can check in on. You can add that to the checklist if you would like. After my calendar is up to date and I feel good about being prepped for everything that's coming up, the third step is to reflect. I reflect on my week and ask myself a few questions to spark any items to my brain dump page on things that I should be doing or things that I want to do. I think about what wins I had during that week and how I should be celebrating them. I know this is a problem for not just me. I have a really hard time recognizing my accomplishments and taking a pause to actually celebrate them instead of moving on to the next thing. And this could be big things. This could be small things. So I take a minute and reflect on that. I think about what the most challenging part of my week was. And I think this is important for two reasons. One, I think that we underestimate how capable we are. And reflecting on challenges that I overcame during that week is a confidence boost saying, hey, this really hard thing happened, but I handled it. And that gives me confidence looking towards the future, knowing that I can handle other hard things. But two, it's also a check-in to be honest with yourself and say, hey, this challenging thing is happening week after week. Maybe I should be doing something about that and change my systems or processes so that that's not happening anymore. And again, it's really easy to glance over those types of challenges if you're not taking the time to reflect on them. And the solution may be super simple. So it's a good check-in. I ask myself what's actually working well in my business and in my life and think about why things are working well, just to kind of reflect on how things are going and what's going well. Positivity is not my natural state of mind. As a type one, I feel like I'm always looking at the imperfections in my business or life and focusing on that instead of what's going well. And so I think gratitude is super important and this kind of ties into that too. And again, these are important for me. Your questions could look completely different depending on what you need to focus on. And there's space in the workbook for you to look at the questions that I suggest and lines for you to input your own questions that you would want to reflect on each week. And I don't even write these down or journal about them or anything. I just think about them. And if they're, if it sparks any to-do items or changes that I need to take action on, then I'll put them on my brain dump list and deal with it from there. Um, another question I ask is, how did I manage my time and my energy? And I'm very focused on productivity, hence the creation of this podcast. But I think that even I struggle to differentiate managing my time versus managing my energy. And I especially like checking in on this question before I plan the following week, because I may have 40 hours of time to work on my business, but I won't have 40 hours of energy to work on my business and I like reflecting on the past week and when I had the most energy and when I got the most done and kind of just thinking quickly about why 
why am I most energetic or why was I most energetic that day? Was it because I had 24 hours without meetings and I actually felt rested or was it because I had a really great conversation with another business owner and it like lit me up and spurred me to keep doing what I'm doing? Just taking the time to figure out how you can manage your time and your energy and why it was managed well or not managed well in the past week. And again, making small adjustments and checking in with yourself. And then the last thing I do is kind of check in on a scale of one to 10, how I would rate that week and why, which is just a good general reflection question. All right. Once I'm done reflecting on the previous week, I've gone through all of these areas and I have this sheet with all of these to-dos and brain dump items. And the next step, step number four, is to organize those things. I organize all of my projects and to-dos in my business and in my personal life in ClickUp. And I package my ClickUp template. It's called the Organize Your Business ClickUp template. And I will also link that in the show notes. And so all of my to-do items get organized into ClickUp and I will set due dates for when they need to be done. And that is the end of my organization. I do it all in one place, which really works for me. But if you're not into digital task management or project management or ready to set up that system, I think this can be a really simple process of going through your list and separating things that need to be done next week from the things that need to be done next month to the things that are like Sunday, maybe I'll get those done, but they're not urgent. And I also think it's good to check in on these tasks and make sure you're not adding every single task to your system just because you thought of it. Because usually when I look at my list of things that I think that I could or should be doing, it's way too much. It's completely unrealistic for me to add all those things to my to-do list and have any sense of balance in my life. So just because you have a good idea and you write it down doesn't mean that you have to take action on that idea next week or ever. And I have a place in my ClickUp template that I list my someday maybe ideas or my service ideas or digital product ideas and stuff like that. I just have an ideas and reference folder and I organize all of my ideas there so that someday if I do want to take action on that, I can go back to my list of product ideas and kind of look at the ideas I've had in the last few months and make an informed decision when I'm ready to do a new launch or a new product. But I I never add those things to my to-do list unless it's something that I need to take urgent action on now. And typically that's not a lot of the stuff that I think of in the brain dump um, area. There's usually only a few things that are actually very important to prioritize during the coming week. So if you don't have a way to manage your tasks right now, I think starting with a one page weekly to-do list and a one page monthly to-do list in just a notebook, you don't even have to get a planner to do that. That's a really good place to start if you're keeping all of your tasks and to-do lists in your brain and find that things are slipping through the cracks often. I think starting simple is the best solution and having everything that you're supposed to do that week on one sheet so that you can kind of brain dump there throughout the week too would work honestly really well. All right, step number five is to plan for the following week. So everything from your previous week is taken care of. You've reflected, your calendar is organized, all of the to-do lists that were in your brain are now prioritized, and now it's time to make a plan for the following week to make sure that you're making those adjustments that you wanted to make. 
And I schedule in the most important things that are top priority for me first. And for me, those are one, self-care. For me, that's gym time. So I will make sure that I have time the following week to go to the gym. Second is the goal-related projects, which I mentioned. So I have the top three tasks that I know I do need to do that week to move forward in my goals. And I will schedule time on my calendar when I'm most focused to do those things. I will make sure that I have family time and friend time. And I will also double check my calendar to make sure that I have margin. So it's a really bad idea to look at your following week and schedule all 40 hours, whether it's meetings or time blocking for your goal projects. Give yourself at least 20% margin of free time that is not scheduled at all in your calendar in order to make up for the random things that are inevitably going to happen. Um, I joked last week when I was recording, well, I was supposed to record this podcast episode and another podcast episode in the same time frame. I had two hours to do it, but I got the hiccups for 15 minutes and was not able to start this one because I knew I wouldn't have enough time left to record the whole thing during that same sitting. So there's random stuff like that that's going to pop up and change your schedule during the week. And having that 20% margin will give you some breathing room to say, hey, I can't do this when I thought I was going to do it, but I have two hours this afternoon, so I'll bump it. So I prioritize having that white space in my calendar too. And you can make a list of what those important things are to you that you want to make sure you fit into your calendar every week. It's different for everyone, like I said. And if you go into the workbook, you can write down what are the top three to five things that you want to schedule into your calendar first to make sure that you have time for the following week. And there's also a little printout of a um, weekly planner that goes Monday through Sunday. And it has space for top three and then a schedule for the day where you can kind of pencil in your calendar and schedule the things that are important to you. And if that is a helpful tool for you, if you're not using a planner or don't have a task management system, that is also a great place to start. Just choosing your top three for the day and having a calendar that you set ahead of time so you know how you want to use your time the following week. And again, things are going to change, but schedule in that white space and you'll get closer to your your ideal week than you might even think is possible. So that is all five steps of my weekly review process, and it's super simple. It may seem overwhelming because it is a lot of detail, but if you go through the workbook, this process usually takes me about an hour, um, only because I also cross off to-do lists as I'm, to-do items as I'm going through this. So checking my email, for example, that's something I would be doing anyway, but it's technically part of this weekly review process, so it counts in that one hour. Sometimes this takes me longer if I have skipped a weekly review where it was particularly busy week or if I'm crossing off things that were overdue. So when I go through and update my ClickUp system, there's inevitably things that I skipped during the week, like watering the plants and random stuff like that that I'll just do quickly instead of taking the time to reschedule it because it only takes me five minutes to do that. So Sometimes my weekly review takes longer. If I have longer to spend on it, I will incorporate some of those things into the process. And at the end, everything is up to date and I just have to do a few things on Friday afternoon and then I'm done for the weekend. Sometimes this takes way less time if I am crunched for time and I just need to do the basics to get through this and make sure everything's up to date. I can do that too. So you can really 
make this work for whatever type of schedule you have. And you can even do it on Sundays or Mondays if that feels better to you. Friday probably won't work for everybody and it depends on what your schedule is. Fridays work super well for me, but I know a lot of people who like doing this on Sunday or Monday morning so that you can either on Sunday night prep for the whole week ahead and you naturally have that reflection time and planning time because of your family rhythms or on Monday morning if that's what makes you feel fresh and energized on Monday morning to get to do that and plan out your week then. It's really whatever works best for you. And the last thing I want to leave you with, habits are hard. And so forming a habit of doing a weekly review can be challenging when you're first starting out. It it definitely took me a while and it has changed a lot over the years as I've been in different seasons of life. But some tips on making this a habit, I would say block it out on your calendar, set a weekly calendar reminder to schedule that time so it's not scheduled over. And again, make it one of the things that you prioritize every week and block that time to actually do it. I would start with blocking an hour to see how long it takes you and go from there as you learn what your processes are and how long you want to actually spend on it. And choose a time when you can be distraction free, if at all possible. You could also make it kind of special by either going outside or going to a coffee shop, lighting a candle, playing some music, using an inspiring notebook or planner that you really love, and make it a special routine that's part of your week that you look forward to. It's Friday morning as I'm recording this, and I am, like I said, very much looking forward to doing my weekly review. It's something that feels really special, but is also so rewarding for the time that it takes to do every week. And once you make it a habit, it'll get easier and easier to do. But when you're first starting out, figure out how you can make it a special routine that you look forward to, especially if you're not the type of person who loves planning and organizing as much as I do. I know I'm kind of next level when it comes to that. But if you're not as excited to do something like this, but see the value in it and really do want to make it a routine, try to make it something that you will enjoy because The habits that we enjoy and see reward from are the habits that we continue doing and don't make it any more difficult than it needs to be. So I hope that you found some value in this episode. This routine honestly is what I have to credit most of my success for because this time to make sure that nothing is slipping through the cracks and make sure that I'm spending my time and my energy the way that I want to spend it and planning ahead for the next week so I'm prepped for everything It has made me more sane because I'm not constantly worrying about these things, but it also has helped me to make progress on things that would have been so much more challenging to make progress on, especially in the area of goal setting for my business. It took me a long time to figure out how to manage my own business and my own goals and serve my clients well and juggle all the things in my business and still feel like I could check out at 5 p.m. and not spend all night working. And I won't say I'm perfect at it, but I feel like I found a really good balance that works for me. And I've only been able to do that because week after week, I'm thinking about these questions and I'm adjusting small adjustments every week to make sure that I'm getting closer and closer to the type of schedule that I want to have. And it is just so helpful. And I hope that you found value in this episode and I hope you'll go and download the checklist and at least try it. If you do, connect with me on Instagram at jadeboyd.co. Send me a message and let me know what you think. If you have any questions, I'm happy to chat that through too. Until next week, thanks for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Jade Boyd Podcast. 
today's episode was helpful, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave me a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to the podcast today. Your reviews help more small business owners discover helpful episodes every week. And if you want more productivity and marketing tips, head on over to Instagram and follow me at jadevoid.co. And lastly, don't forget to check out the show notes for the tools and resources we discussed on today's episode before you go. I'll see you next time on the Jade Boyd Podcast. The number of women burning out is at an all-time high right now, and I'm on a mission to change that. If you're a service provider who's feeling overwhelmed, overworked, and underpaid, don't let another year go by staying stuck. The Business Edit is a 12-month group coaching program that helps you declutter your business from top to bottom so that you can have shorter to-do lists, a clear strategy to scale, and know exactly what to focus on each week to drive results in your business. You'll end the year with the business that you've been dreaming of building, one that gives you your life back and pays you more than you've ever made before. In the program, you'll follow my signature five-step method for scaling your service-based business. You'll get business minimalist strategy, marketing, systems, and productivity roadmaps that are simple to understand and easy to implement, plus 12 months of customized one-on-one coaching to help you every step of the way. Join me inside the business edit at www.jadeboyd.co backslash coaching and get my step-by-step blueprint with everything you need to build your dream business in 2024. Now back to the show.